All right, we're recording. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. What's up? We're back. Sorry we missed last week. Um, I was busy. I was moving, so I was out of the I was out of the loop here for a little while. But uh, here we are. Week five is done in the books for our high performance program, and uh, let's do this. It's always okay. it's always an awkward start, but anyway. So first off, let's just kind of recap what we're doing here with this podcast. Um, my name is Eric Hageman. I'm director of training at NLPT. I am joined by Andrew Hoff. I am the owner of NLPT and work with uh, the University of Waterloo and the One Side Attack. Busy guy. He's oh all over God. the place. Yep. Too busy. So purpose of this podcast, just to recap in case this is your first time tuning in, is to talk about in a little bit greater depth and detail some of the topics and issues and concepts regarded regarding training that we don't always get a chance to in the gym with our athletes um, just because it's busy and we're you know we're moving around from squat rack to squat rack and athlete to athlete we don't always get a chance to sit down and dissect some of the whys and the foundations behind the programming and really uh, you know peel back the layers a little bit on what we're trying to do and help uh, help the athletes get uh, a better level of perspective and appreciation for the training process overall. So that's that's really what we're trying to do because a, a big um, a big core belief of ours with training is that if you understand why you're doing something and how it fits into the overall development process, you're going to get much more out of it. We don't want blind mimicking just monkey see monkey do style training that often gets done um, that just doesn't lead to a good place it doesn't lead to the results that we're trying to look for so if you can get connected and if you can understand the concepts behind it you're going to have a much more productive time in the gym on the ice on the field on the court in the pool on the ping pong table whatever it may be (laughs) whatever it is all right doesn't matter all this stuff it doesn't matter if you're a hockey player hp program youth 90 years old this is all the same stuff. These are concepts. All right. So it's out of the way. Game on. Game on. Let's do it. So what do we want to talk about this week, Andrew? I, I think it's... Sorry for the noise. Someone's cutting our grass out front. Yeah. Well, at least we're going to have good landscaping this week. Slightly rude, but yeah, it is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's just the, the idea of as, as we approach the season... Um, having a conversation of what is general preparation and what is specific preparation and how one feeds the other and one feeds your true ability to compete and become a a better hockey player. Um, As, you know, we have more and more conversations with our athletes and parents and this word of hockey-specific training comes up Mm -hmm. um, and having a conversation as to how does our work in the gym complement our abilities to practice the game of hockey or the skill of football or the skill of basketball or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then how that practice truly feeds um, your ability to execute and express skill in the game itself. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to talk about today. So there's a lot of stuff that you just touched on right yeah. there. That was some that was some deep stuff and we're I'm only on my second <laughs> coffee. So let's try to take let's let's take this one 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 step at a time. So I guess first, let's just start with the idea of preparation and let's step back and um, understand that obviously we're here to, to get better at the sport. You know, most kids, when they come in to, to start their training process, I ask them why they're here and 100% of the time it has something to do with getting better. So most people get that part. Um, 
what people don't get is this idea of specific preparation uh, and general preparation and how the two are different and really what training in the gym is going to do in that whole preparation process and also what it's not going to do. So general preparation. You got a general or using general too much. <laughs> general is general. It is generally general <laughs> most of the time. In enough yeah, geez, it's early. <laughs> um, so general prep. Let's get a working definition down. I to me, general preparation is, is laying down a strong athletic base. You have a wide range of motor skills, a wide range of just tools that you can call upon as an athlete. Um, it's developing a capacity of strength, of endurance, of uh, power, if you will, to allow you to get work done. That That is what general capacity and general preparation means to me. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't have anything to do with any particular sport, really. It's these are these are global athletic qualities, things that can be applied almost almost anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm sure we can get into a little specifics about you know is there a better way to generally prepare in certain sports versus the other. But what we're what we're essentially talking about here is is just broad, non-specific physical skills and abilities that can be used in a variety of, of situations and contexts, right? Yeah. And that, I think, is what we're trying to do here for the most part with um, with athletes in the, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 age group um, who are very much younger athletes, even though we like to brand them as elite or top of the class or whatever it is, in this case, high performing. In terms of training history and just overall body growth and development, in my opinion, they're still very much novices. So I think it's important to understand that too and, and not you know, get too ahead of ourselves when we're thinking about these athletes, even though they're very good at their sport, especially for their age group, that they're still kids and their bodies are still growing, bones are still forming, brains are still forming, muscles are still coming together. Um, and yeah, they're, they're still just coming into their own. So the training, for the most part, is general. And the reason that it's general is that, uh, and this is, this is based on a lot of stuff that I've read and researched over the years and also just experienced firsthand, is the capacity for improvement for general training is very, very high. You can essentially continue to get stronger, get more aerobically fit, uh, develop speed, power, quickness, all of these general traits, uh, the, the ceiling for growth is much, much higher than it is for a specific attribute. And we'll get into the specific prep a little bit later. But essentially, we can get a lot more out of keeping training very general uh, and not too specific to the sport for a long, long time. And like uh, like you said, it's, it's widening the base. And like any pyramid, if you widen the base, you're going to increase the potential for height of that structure um it's the same kind of analogy absolutely and that's what's so important when we talk about training with our parent groups or our coaches and uh, the the buzzwords of sports specific training come in so often but uh, we can't neglect the importance of you know 
number one, working on those foundational skills. And then number two, expanding how many of those foundational skills we do have. I like to use the analogy as an athlete, you know, when you're asked to do a job in your sport or asked to acquire a new skill, you want to be able to call upon that tool, any tool that is asked of you. Mm-hmm. And if we just give uh, our athletes a hammer or we just give our athletes a screwdriver, you can only do one job in right. your sport or whatever it is. So, you know, our job as coaches and your job as athletes is to obviously um, broaden the number of tools and skills that we have. And then, like Eric said, you know, from a general standpoint, really work on those skill sets to make them better and better and better and better um, all the time. Yeah. So let's talk about maybe we'll, the uh, the whole topic of general prep and general exercise and the stuff in the gym will make, I think, a lot more sense once we talk about specific prep. So in this case, let's just use hockey as an example. This is our HP program, so we'll just keep it hockey-specific. So hockey-specific training um, or any you know sports-specific training is often a buzzword that gets used. Obviously, training wants to, you, you want you want to get better at the sport that you're that you care about. So a hockey player is going to come in here is obviously going to be more interested in something that's hockey specific than basketball specific, right? So that's often something that gets used or gets requested or asked about or talked about. Um, and obviously, we want to get better at that sport, but. I think it's really important that there needs to. It's, it's important to understand there needs to be a couple of key concepts and attributes to any sport-specific training. Um, there's there's boxes that we need to check in, in order for it to be really considered specific, yep. right? And uh, there's this in my mind. There's this continuum of non-specific on the left, if you will, and most specific on the right. So with the right being essentially competition, right? That's the most specific training that you could get for the sport of hockey yep. is an actual hockey game right. like a competitive yep. game right the the situation is the most relevant the uh the tactics and the 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 speed of play the the physical demands so again much more than just the the uh the athletic attributes there that is the most specific form of preparation that you can do um so the question then becomes if if that's the most specific why are we not just playing hockey games as our sole purpose of training and that's that's where people i think get a little bit not that people are really suggesting that that's a good idea you know for obvious reasons and maybe for cost reasons that's not too smart but um if that's the most specific and if we're going to probably benefit the most from that why would that be a bad idea that's a great question and i think that's that's something that you know, enters today's conversation more so than ever with spring hockey and all these development programs and these prep academies and like, why not just do more of that? Right. Um, you know, my, my, my personal opinion on it is, is that if you just do that one thing, number one, we can kind of, we can lose, how do I put this? And I hate to use the analogy of kind of seeing the forest beyond the trees, but we can get so inundated with just playing the game we forget to you know really work on the specific uh and individual skills within the game itself Mm -hmm. um and beyond that if we just play the sport and this is taking a step back towards the left a little bit more we may not be improving our overall capacity we may not be improving our strength we may not be improving our just movement quality and athletic skill sets um in a way that 
could potentially limit our ability to develop and progress. Again, we talked about you know general preparation, having the ability to increase our capacity to practice, to play. Yeah. And if we just play, 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 that might be great from a skill development standpoint, but then our capacity may be lacking mm-hmm. so that we can't practice yeah. as hard or as long as we potentially could to work on specific skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. So specific preparation, whether that's a game or a hockey practice, those two being the most specific thing you could do for the sport of hockey, although they're the most re- relevant, they're the most specific, you're probably going to learn the most develop the best from those they're very narrow right like you're relying on the same energy systems the same level of force output it's it's a very narrow scope of skills and abilities that you're relying on to you know succeed or improve in that specific domain right right so specific in my opinion is a narrow focus it's a highly specific focus on the key qualities and ingredients that you need to compete at your sport. You're, you're sharpening the edge of that knife. That's really what we're doing. General prep is less specific, but we're widening the base. But again, the wider that base is, the more potential we have to sharpen the the edge of that knife or, or to raise the, the height of that, of that roof, if that makes sense. So I think, is that, am I saying, yeah? Yeah, no, that, that, that makes complete sense. And this is a tough concept, I think, for a lot of people to, to, to grasp, and there's no, there's no real hard and fast rules for a lot of this stuff, too. This is, this is very much you know, opinion-dominated mm-hmm. uh, stuff. But. And I think to, to play off a point that you made in regards to a very narrow focus, and that word focus you know, comes into the conversation, especially now that with our HP program – that we're going to be increasing our volume on the ice. Um, and the idea of one's ability to be fresh and be focused and be truly intentional in their skill development. And maybe in, in my mind, that's maybe why you take a break from, you know, you don't play all year long. Mm-hmm. You're, you want to come back mentally fresh, have a clear vision um, in terms of being intentional and focused on the ice. So, as we develop our capacity and we develop our strength and skill set here in the gym setting, when we do get back on the ice and we're, we're working on specific skills and we're working on gameplay, you have the ability to, to be in almost a state of Zen that you're, you're solely focused on that skill development. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where kind of, um, you know, the, the peanut butter meets the bread or I don't know, whatever, like whatever, whatever <laughs> we like want to say, no, but, like but, that that's where things really start to jive and we want to encourage our athletes when they do get on the ice to have an unbelievably narrow focus Mm -hmm. and just be worried about becoming a better player when you're on the ice you know yeah that's That's, hockey's a skill game and you're going to get better by playing hockey that's that's the number one thing um i mean we're obviously we're gym guys and we're strength coaches so it would be reasonable to expect that we have a certain bias towards the gym, but I'm I'm personally of the opinion that if, if your focus isn't on actually playing or devoting most of your energy to practicing and skill development on ice with skates with the skates on and the stick in the hand, you're missing out big time. 
So I, I see this, I've seen this happen quite a few times over the years with athletes that for whatever reason have a particular bias against or a bias towards rather training in the gym. They, they're either strong guys or they're fast guys or they test well in the gym and it, they just, they're comfortable there. It's their place that uh, they feel successful and that's in their mind where they devote all of their attention and all of their effort is lifting and running and jumping and that will make me a better hockey player. That's, I think, the, the thought that goes through their mind. And although that's great that attention and effort is being paid in the gym and I, it's, it's necessary in order to get better, it's a mistake if you're thinking that way and neglecting that attention and that level of effort to on-ice stuff because you don't become a better hockey player by deadlifting more. It doesn't happen. Why, why do OHL players develop so fast? Why is it within right. two years they can go from being a 40-point guy in minor midget yeah. to being a first-round NHL draft pick? And it's because of the volume of on-ice competition yeah. and the level of play and practice they have to go through in the OHL or in the NCAA or whatever it is. Yeah. That's that's why they develop so fast. So when we take a step back and talk about strength conditioning, if you don't develop that capacity and that resiliency to injury in the offseason, right. you're not going to be able to withstand the volumes that are expected of you at that next level. Right. And that's that's why these guys develop so damn fast. Yeah. I had a pretty uncelebrated hockey career. <laughs> I uh, I played junior A for a few years, uh, but I you know, originally from the U.S. and played high school hockey. But I, I made the jump from high school hockey to Tier 2 Junior A um, right away. It was an abrupt change for me. I didn't, just with my personal career, I didn't play midget and junior C or any of this. I, I made a pretty big jump. And I remember, and I was a goaltender too, I remember my first couple of weekends at uh, training camps. They were just terrible. I, I just was a fish out of water. But I would say, man, within a month or two, I've never developed so quickly within that short window as I did in those first two months, just as a factor of being a part of a higher tempo of play and around better shooters and better skills. It just raised my game so much higher. Now, this is the critical thing, all right? This is the, this is the, the main idea that I want all of you guys to understand is that although that was the most important thing to making me a better hockey player, I think that I shortchanged myself by not being physically prepared to make that jump. I think that if I had been stronger, I think that if my aerobic conditioning had been better, that if I could withstand more volume by being a better athlete and being in better shape, I would have responded even better than I had in that two months. I would have made that transition quicker and I would have ended up just a better goaltender than I than I had been. Even though I got better as a factor of that, I didn't have a wide base. I kind of thought I was training well, but looking back on it, I had no idea what I was doing. And I've told many athletes this, you know, the train here is that I'm just not a very good athlete. I just wasn't born with a lot of athletic gifts. I had to work for what I got. And uh, I don't you know, again, looking back on it now, I definitely could have worked harder and I could have worked smarter to, to develop better. But 
that held me back. I'm convinced of it, you know, and I, and I was also one of these single sport athletes that dropped everything at the age of 12 to focus on hockey. And I think that really, really torpedoed my development because I just wasn't a great athlete and I couldn't um, respond to that, again, that specific training as well as I could have had I had that general development. And that's really the thing. So it's general prep feeds, feeds specific prep and specific prep feeds performance. Okay. And I said a minute ago, you don't become a better hockey player by deadlifting more. That's absolutely true. But by deadlifting more, you can train at a higher level. Uh, you can train specifically at a higher level. Mm -hmm right and you have better endurance and strength and you can win puck battles in 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 drills uh you can you know maintain your level of speed and your skill output later and later into training sessions so you're not dying off that was a big thing for me too like my my leg conditioning was bad i had to almost step out of drills because i just couldn't hang in there i was so tired and that's missed training opportunity right so and for me i was the opposite end of the spectrum like I just a gifted, I, just I worried, a walking. No, like no, but I, I worried. <laughs> I worried so much about how strong I was and how fast I was, mm. and um, you know, I just becoming the you know the absolute best athlete I could become, and you know, I I love that, but you know, I I didn't focus on skill development. I didn't focus on power skating, mm. and you know, f for me, that's what you know, I think held me back. I mm. was physically strong enough and physically probably fast enough, but I just, I wasn't a good enough hockey player. And, yeah. you know, having that, that, uh, objective view of, you know, who you are and what you need to work on as well is important. So yeah, it's big. We were going to talk about the NHL combine, but I think maybe we'll leave that for next. I think we're going, we, we have time. How we, well, I got to be out of here in like eight minutes so, so how would are we putting a cap on this topic let's, yeah yeah let's let's cut it there and then okay. maybe next time we'll talk about uh my my observations from the nhl combine and um where are we sitting on time oh, we started that we started that late. minutes that's, yeah that's true we started about three yeah. minutes late and okay. that concludes the <laughs> nlpt podcast <laughs> <laughs> this message was brought to you by Subway, uh, eat, no, <laughs> you know what I grinds wish. my gears? <laughs> I, I, Gino's nothing. pizza, Gino's, Tito's pizza, Tito's pizza. If, uh, now Bianca's pizza in Waterloo, Bianca's, it's called Bianca's, it doesn't have the same ring, Bianca's pizza. I don't know what Bianca's so, doing up there with her, with still five ninety nine pizza pies, still five ninety nine. high quality ingredients. I'm sure. Good. Um, okay, cool. Let's, uh, yeah, let's put a cap on that there. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for getting through that. If uh, if you're still hanging around, uh, that was yeah. Those are kind of deep topics, and those are important things to understand. They're not always easy to understand. Again, you don't become better just by working harder and putting in the sweat, and then automatically you're a better hockey player. It has to be intentional, and you have to understand where this is, where this stuff's fitting in, and how you're actually going to get better. And I guess long story short, you're going to get be a better hockey player by playing lots of hockey. Yeah, and having fun. Uh, I think that, you know... No, absolutely not. No fun. No, no fun at all. That's the but, total myth. But finding ways, if there's coaches out there listening to this, you know, we, we understand that, you know, as, as a coach and as a player, like, there's there's times... We want we all want to win, absolutely. And we have fun doing that. And But finding ways to, to stay engaged and having fun within the development process. And this happens even 
at the OHL and NHL level. It's, yeah. it's, it's obviously being intentional and focused and pushing and, you know, going hard in the corners and puck battles. Absolutely. That's part of it. But I think great coaches find a way to keep their athletes mentally fresh um, by, you know, having some fun in there. Yep. And we all, we all get that, uh, you know, as people, you know, when we go day to day and go hard, we, we have to find ways to mix it up and have fun. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you know, play off what Eric was saying, have conversations with us, have com- conversations with your coaches, mm-hmm. with your honest coaches, with your strength coaches, with your parents. You know, these are all really good opportunities to reflect and to um, come into your development sessions, whether it's here in the gym or on the ice with a, with a fresh mind um, and a very, uh, like Eric said, narrow focus. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Cool. Let's, uh, let's cap it there. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, okay. Yeah. Share, share this around if uh, I think this is a good talk. Yeah. There's some good, good nuggets in here. Yeah, click share on the lower left-hand side of your screen. Um, <laughs> we're not, we're not there's, done. There's nothing there. <laughs> you, you know how to share it. It's 2017. Take it to the biggest hill you can find and find, <laughs> a, find a stereo and throw your it. phone off the hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later. See you next week. Bye.